Hello there, and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 186 for Patch 5.4, made possible by Open Raid. Our topic for this episode is First Impressions of 5.4. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root, and I play a Goblin Warlock. This is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. And this is Dead Guy, and I play an Undead Warrior. We are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player. Coming up in episode number 186 of Hardcast, we have the return of our top X list. We have some listener email, and after the show, Big Steve will tell us how to use the elixir of ancient wisdom efficiently. So be sure to stick around for that. I think uh, you'll enjoy that. So, hey, Frick! Hey! What's been going on with you this week in the world of Warcraft? Well, I got the Dark Spear Revolutionary title the day before 5.4. Okay. The last thing I needed to do was the quest where you help the old guy up the mountain. I tried a few months ago, and it had bugged out on me, and I had forgotten about it, not really realizing that it was you know, the last thing I needed for an achievement. Um, but I was trying to get caught up before the patch, and I tried it again. Bugged out on me again. Basically, what was happening was, you know, you have to go up and you have to tie the rope to the anchors. And about the third or the fourth one, he would throw the rope to me, but nothing would happen. It basically just fall to the ground. And I wouldn't have the rope, and he wouldn't move. And I couldn't talk. I basically have to restart the quest. So what you're telling me is your character got so cold that she could no longer feel her hands and catch the rope when thrown to you. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, but then, guy, you told me to try on a different computer. And I was like, okay, I don't really think I'd do anything. But I had put in a ticket, and the ticket wait time was like 20 hours. <laughs> like, come on, Blizzard. What are you doing to me? But I did try it on my husband's computer, disabled all the add-ons on that, and uh, it worked fine. So I got the quest, I got the achievement and the title and stuff, so I was good to go for the patch. Grant. Yes, thanks, dead guy. Oh, absolutely, and it's very great that you got that before the patch, because now you have something that is no longer obtainable. That's true. Feet of strength? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and outside of WoW, um, I've been playing a lot of Diablo 3. Mm. It is quite fun. On the? On the PlayStation. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My um, hubby and I played together. We started an easy campaign. I'm a barbarian. He's a uh, a witch doctor. You could kind of go through all their classes and like pick out their WoW equivalent. Did you notice oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of funny. Um, so I'm playing like this hulking barbarian woman with like a Russian accent and uh, it's fun I mean she just she eats things they have this talent (laughs) so that when she hits things they explode okay it's very amusing we still haven't gotten together we'll have to get together I know it'll happen yeah Uh, console Diablo cannot party up with computer Diablo right correct yeah they are two separate worlds but he's got a PS. Three. Three. All the cool kids just say PS. Oh, is that what it is? Um, oh. sure. 
So what have you been doing, dead guy? Oh, I've been loving this new patch content, considering how sick I was of the content of TOT patches. Not because they were bad content, but just the same stuff over and over and over gets really old. Yeah. You know how that goes. It's like chewing that same piece of bubble gum. Exactly. So uh, I'm loving Timeless Isle. I'm there right now, kind of AFK'd out while they do rep farming, and I'm passing on loot just so I can sap rep. Uh there's so much to do on this island. I know about half of what there is to do on this island at this point. Definitely not all. Uh, there's a bunch of rares that spawn under different conditions. There's limited time events that proc periodically. Uh, there's a rare boss that you have to use a different item to summon. Uh, there is world bosses here. Lots of stuff to do. I've also been enjoying the raid. I did flex mode with Root uh, two days ago. And we got three bosses, which was quite fun. Uh, flex mode is definitely easier than normal because I've done normal as well. I got three bosses in normal mode as well. And actually, based on my personal opinions, if you were able to do just a couple, at least a boss or two on heroic and TOT, the first two bosses will fall over to you in normal mode. They are really easy. That's good to know. Starting with boss three, boss three got a little more complicated. We did manage to get him down last night, but he's the one who took a little bit of effort. While the first two bosses, we killed them on our second pull for each of them. It was one pull to get any feel for the mechanics, and then second pull was victory. Cool. Grats on that. That's that's pretty Thanks. good. I mean, it's you guys are where you want to be, so that's cool. Yeah. So, Root, what have you been doing? Well, let's see. My week. Um, we start off with the Herald is now Herald, Herald of the Titans. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, that's kind of cool. Uh, my um, my little Twitter feed thing ratted me out again for, for that. Uh-huh. I, I now get people letting me know that Twitter's ratting me out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should sleep. You know, so that's funny. Um, and there's a pretty cool story going on with that. We'll get into that later. Uh, as Dead Guy mentioned, I did go in with, uh, with our guild there, did the flex rating. And uh, that, was, that was cool. I liked it because it was like... The core raid team is there, most of them. And then, you know, I don't want to say the scrubs, but the B team, you know, <laughs> we're, we're kind of there. And uh, it was neat. It was just fun to watch and be part of it because, I mean, a lot of times, like, like we've watched our live streams before for our, for our raiding team. We watch that so we can learn some stuff. But it's a lot better to be actually in the raid with them, do you? Even if you're contributing a minuscule amount compared to their, you know, their DPS levels. Uh, it's still cool to be in there with it and be and be participating in there, uh, and there is no vote to kick <laughs> in flex rating. No, no, the raid leader can kick you as usual, yeah. but you know, there's no vote to kick. So, is <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fun. I, we had a good time with that. Um, when I left the Geek Easy, we had our meetup group at the Geek Easy last week, and the Geek Easy was really cool. It's a restaurant type thing inside of a comic book store and it's very um what's the word i'm looking for very geeky well yeah yeah. (laughs) uh comic well it's like game related game oriented themed is the word i was looking for so like the lighting in there instead of being like regular lamps or lampshades whatever they're all the uh the the level up things from mario the squares with the question boxes you know yeah it was really good um, there's another podcast that occasionally does live shows there. They have open mic nights. They're not. It's really. It's just a really cool environment, and they serve those really, really good gourmet uh, grilled cheeses, mm-hmm. which were pretty tasty. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they served the butter beer, and that was okay, a little overpriced, but still okay. What? It's $2 a bottle. It's overpriced for that. It was cream soda. <laughs> so, it was butterscotch cream soda. Where can you get that? There, or obviously. <laughs> I tried to take some home with me. And we I know we bought them out. Yeah. <laughs> it really was pretty good that we bought them yeah. out. Uh, so on, on the way home from there, I stopped off and I picked up the Diablo 3 for the console for the PlayStation 3, uh-huh. as, as the normal people say. Yeah. And um, that's cool. I really, I like it better than the console. Then I'm sorry, than the PC. Right. The controls are just natural to me. And there are additional controls on the uh, on the PlayStation than there are in the, in the, in the PC version. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. Have you done that flipping thing or the rolling out of the way thing with the second with the right joystick? Nope. Maybe uh, with nope. your right joystick, if you move it around while you're mm-hmm. moving, you'll do like a, a roll in that direction. Oh, dodge roll. Exactly, yeah. and it, that doesn't happen on the on on, on the PC. Ah. Plus, the best thing I like about the console version over ah. the P, you don't have to click the move. Right. So that's full of win for me. Oh yeah. See, it's been <laughs> such a long time since I played Diablo. I think I only played the first one. And all I really remember about it was just being completely creeped out by it. <laughs> okay. And there's a few creepy things about it, this game, but um, not nearly to the extent. And that's one of the things that Hubby said. He's like, yeah, he also enjoyed it on the PlayStation a lot more than the um, PC. Console. Yeah, I'm sorry. The way around PC. Yeah. And he also said it was agreed to me that it's not as creepy. Oh, okay. So. Well, you guys have played together. I haven't played together with anybody yet, so okay. we're getting on there. Yeah. I can understand that standpoint. I've had it on the PC, and I've leveled the max level once. And I honestly didn't love it. Uh, the click-to-move really drove me crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm just honestly not a fan of that. That's what kept me from continuing on further. So Now, what's kind of weird is I've got right now, this is Root's year for, for television for Christmas. So right now, uh, Freckleface has been over to the house and she's seen it. I've got a large box set from like I don't know, the nineties maybe, <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, maybe early two thousands maybe, and uh, it's it's like it's on its last leg. Yeah, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing this on a on a better TV than I have. Mm-hmm. So, so we're getting there. It'll be fun. Today's totally tantalizing topic. Our first impressions of WoW Patch 5.4. Brought to you by OpenRaid.org. OpenRaid allows players to form both cross-realm and local raid teams for scheduled or pickup runs. For current and old content, check out OpenRaid.org. Now we're going to take a little bit of a step back from what we normally do with any kind of lists or any kind of thing else and just kind of have an open floor uh, discussion about this. That's why we've got Dead Gang on. Uh, He's got... A uh, little more experience inside the uh, the game than we do with Patch Five Point Four. Inside, he's got island time, Isle time, I guess, right? Yes. So there's no time the there, though. But he has Isle time on the Timeless Isle. Wait, wait. wait. I know it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to think. <laughs> so we're just going to kind of go down, and we're going to talk about the island a little bit. Then we're going to talk about some of the flex rating, and then we're going to talk about the same thing we really want to talk about on uh, 5.4 in general. Um, I guess one of the first things that kind of changed for me is I was really, like, looking for where the quest hub was. Uh-huh. There's no quest hub. 
There are quests, yeah. but there's not like, you know, normally you get like three people in a little area or five people in an area and you get quests from everybody. Once you complete all those quests, they send you over another five people and you do all the quests in that area. Not so. They're just kind of strewn about. Now, there are some, you know, I would say they're centralized areas, but there's no general quest hub. Mm-hmm. I even found a quest on the ground. Me too. Yeah. So just run around I'm like, why is that there? <laughs> it's there to make you ask questions. And it worked. Yeah. So kudos to them. And speaking of the ground, I love clicking stuff on the ground. There's like stuff on the ground. Yeah. Rocks <laughs> and berries and eggs. Apples. Eggs. Yeah, the crane eggs. Oh. I got a pet out of the crane eggs. Uh-huh. The baby crane or something. Uh, I got it myself. Azure Crane Chick, I believe. That is the one. Yeah. So you got to mm. click on everything. There's stuff you can click on for buffs. The, and the buff stuff normally heals you anywhere from 100,000. I've seen buffs going as high as... Uh, sorry, not buffs. Heals going all the way up to 600,000 health as an instant cast heal, which kind of blew me away. I was like, what? That's nice. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a full heal for me. It for In my... Somewhat heroic TOT gear DPS set with lots of eye level. It was still just an f- instant full heal. And I was just like, what the crap? <laughs> I Not only that, uh, they give buffs like uh, 5% stats commonly. And then there's other buffs, especially if you get into the harder areas. One of the better buffs is restore 5% of max health every three seconds uh, for five Ooh. minutes. I clicked on something and it was like an AOE effect and caused the mobs around me to die. So that I was, was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. And they were just like cranes or wherever they were, but they died and I was happy. Nice. There's also two different kinds of loot things on the ground. There's minor loot things like Root described the crane nest, which has chance, depending on what it is, normally contains a couple timeless coins and then a chance at a specific item unique to that uh, object type. So the crane nest contains the crane pet. Uh, there is a riddle that drops from glinting sand, which is another interactable object on the beach. When I wanted to get the riddle, I just ran around and looted like 30 sands before I got the riddle. It, that starts a quest chain. Uh, what was in the I, sand that started a riddle? I'm confused. Uh, it's, a piece of, it's a piece of parchment. Oh, okay. Uh, but yes, that's how that goes. Uh, and then there's outright chests. Uh, they go. They vary all the way from moss-covered chests, where there's 28 of them on the island, all the way up to the blazing chest, which is guaranteed to contain the best loot you can get out of a chest. Uh, they're scattered all over the island in specific spots. Their respawn timer is about three seconds. However, you personally can only loot it once. So if you see someone run up and loot a chest, don't be dismayed. You can run up and loot it right after they do. Just once you loot it, you can't loot it again. Yeah, see, the opposite happened to me where I ran up and there was a guy just standing by the chest. And I was like, um, I'm going to loot this. And I looted it. And he just, like, stood there and then kind of looked at me and then kind of went away. And I'm like, so I asked Deg, I'm like, didn't the guy care that I just looted this big chest beside him? Deg, I was like, probably not. He probably just looted it three seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a huge change. Yes, yeah. it was. You're so used to fighting over stuff on um, the Isle of Thunder. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely correct. Um, now, I've received conflicting reports, and we do, I've not read confirmation anywhere. I do not know if these chests are one time ever 
or once per week. Hmm. It's got to be Sounds once like, per week. Yeah. Man. Well, honestly, the quality of loot that the Blazing Chefs gives, I would be very surprised if it was once per week because it's pretty awesome guaranteed. Yeah, and there's nothing that says they're not going to change the loot tables either. So that you know, True, that's true. Um, and also, uh, Blazing Chest, uh, we're going to talk about that with World Bosses too. Blazing Chest is one of two things you cannot do on the aisle unless you have the legendary cloak on your account. You don't need it on the character that you're doing it with. It just has to be on one character on the account. True. Right. That's cool. I like that because not all my tunes are going to get that. I agree. That would suck being prevented from doing that stuff just because I chose not to do the legendary quest chain on all my alts. Very alt-friendly, this expansion. This, yeah, this patch. Patch is incredibly alt-friendly. Now, there are also some world bosses that kind of hang out. Four of them specifically that uh, can be attended by any group. You just wait for one poor schmuck to start it, and then everybody else joins in. Provided, you know, same faction. They spawn continuously. Like, once one is defeated, the next one spawns within five minutes automatically and becomes attackable. Nice. Now, there is, they are a part of the legendary quest chain, but them spawning and you engaging them has nothing to do with the legendary quest chain. You can fight them and engage them without anyone being on the quest. Cool. Yeah, so I was inadvertently part of two of those. Because what happens, they're in this, in this big square area, right? It's and, an arena. But it's a square, so I don't really cope. Every arena in my mind is not square, but that's okay. I digress. So the first time I see that... There's there are a bunch of people fighting this thing in the middle, and I'm like, cool, and it's faction tags. So I'm like, cool, and so I ran in, and I got credit for it, and I was like, cool. And then the second time, I was running through it. I was like, well, the other faction has it, so I jumped through, and I'm running across, and then I realized you can jump in, but you can't jump out because, like, the doors, they're not doors, but, like, a force field or whatever blocks the exit. Mm-hmm. You and, can't, once you're in, you're in. And then or, you die. For a boss. <laughs> and then you get reincarnated outside. But I was like, I don't want to be in here. <laughs> there are members of the opposite faction, and I'm getting no... And then I died. So <laughs> I got stuck in there. But yeah, it just, you know, as I was running around, I would just kind of keep my eye out, see if anybody had engaged whatever boss was up and running. And, you know, got in on, like I said, two fights, one on purpose, one not. So... And what about that one guy that you can do if everybody or somebody's on the uh, legendary chain? Uh, it has nothing to do with whether or not you're on the quest. The only thing it checks is if you have the legendary cloak. So oh, you okay. can, once you have the cloak, you can abandon the quest. You can complete the chain just so long as you have the cloak on your account. Uh, it, his name is Ordos, and he's a world boss. And he drops 559 loot. It's actually, it's basically Siege of Orgrimmar plus the new version of Thunderforged. I think it's called Warforged. Uh, so it's normal mode, eye level plus six. Right now, he's up further north on the island. And yes. he, that place actually has um, one of the bigger, better uh, treasure chests in it as well that's guaranteed to drop um, the. Eternal thing. Burden of Eternity. Yeah. Guaranteed to drop the Burden of Eternity out of that chest as well. Yes. Uh, that chest and Ordos are the only two things on the island that require you to have the Legendary Cloak. Now, there are some things that the Legendary Cloak makes easier to access, 
because the, having the legendary cloak allows you to skip a uh, platforming event entirely. But you can get there other ways. That chest and that boss, when you get close enough, there is a periodic region-wide pulse that goes, check, does this character have an, a legendary on their account? No, teleport them out, and you'll just get booted out of the area. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. See, I kind of I was reading the stuff about Ordos in that area and the elites padding that area, and I'm like, you know, I ain't gonna bother. <laughs> so I didn't even go up there. Uh, the parts of that area you can go into, even without the legendary, but not all of it. Um, also about loot tables, important to know. Ordos, just like uh, every other world boss, after they changed Galleon, uh, you can get loot from once per week and coin once per week. And let's see, the August Celestials all share the same loot table and the same loot lockout. Meaning, once you kill one Celestial in a week and use one coin on one Celestial in a week, you are ineligible for any further loot. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Huh. Now, uh, uh, so once, unless you're on the legendary chain or you're after the achievement for defeating all four, there is no reason to kill all four in the same week. Yeah, so you get that Chivo and then you're done. You just do whatever once a week on those guys. That's yes. cool. Uh, to be fair, though, uh, there is one thing that drops every time you kill them with no limit. Every time you kill one of the Celestials you uh, were participated in the battle, you get 100 timeless coins, which isn't a lot, but it's some and it's nice. It adds up. Yeah, yes, I remember yeah. when when I was first logging on in you know, the very first day. And I logged on, and people were talking in, Vin, in, in the guild about timeless coins. And I'm thinking, man, these things are going to be hard to get. They're going to be expensive. Stuff's going to be. This is going to be crazy. And about that time, dead guy said, "Lols, I've already spent five thousand of them. You know, let alone I've got twelve thousand more or whatever right. it was. And you get them from everywhere. It's like it's like Oprah get it for mining. Yeah, mining, skinning. You get a coin. You get a coin. It's yeah. Oprah." <laughs> so yeah i was it was one of those weird things like okay we have all these coins yes yeah, stuff is expensive but these coins are everywhere yeah but it's kind of like collecting quarters to save up to buy a car good analogy yeah <laughs> it actually very much is because when you do things that require more effort they give more quarters at once right up to and up to the point where you start getting like uh multiple dollars or tens of dollars mm -hmm. per activity. So yeah, that is actually an amazingly awesome analogy. Oh, thank you. And so stuff like skinning or mining, that'll get you like five or six quarters. Uh, killing a moderate mob will get you like 50 quarters. If you do anything, you get coins. It's kind of silly. Yeah. Yeah, I went to uh, to sit, sit down and wait on somebody. I sat down on a chair, got a coin. It pretty much. I didn't. I did not really, but. Not really, but pretty much. That's more or less how that works. It's very silly. Maybe also, lesser charms seem to be dropping like candy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not that I care because I have so many. I but... know. I have too many because of pet battles. How many am I up to? I have almost 4,000. That is a crazy amount. I know. It's called Rare Farming and Town Long Steps for Gold Acquisition after they added lesser charms to their loot table uh -huh. and get like three or four a go. Yeah, that helped me add up really fast. I have like 800. I thought I had a lot. <laughs> Alicia has more than me. Ooh. Because she does the rare farming like I do uh -huh. and pet battles. 
right? Yeah. He's well, dumb. Well, speaking of pet battles, oh, there's so much fun on the island. First thing I did was I went in there and I talked to, um, was this little boy? I forgot his name. Little Tommy Newcomer. Okay. This should have, it should have been Timmy. Like, Timmy should have joined the battle, but anyways. So, yeah, and he's like, oh, I only have one pet. Is that okay? And I'm like, okay, whatever. And it's little Undasta. It's a miniature version of Udasta. <laughs> right. As a battle pet. Okay. And he did a frill blast that one-shotted my dragon pet. What? Yeah. Hmm. And so... <laughs> I only have one pet. It just happens to be the best in the game. <laughs> yeah, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, really? But they ended up beating him. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't that... beat him yet. I'm jelly. Oh, you have to use mechanicals. I have two. I used... I used three, and he kicked my butt every time. Which ones did you use? Uh, Lil XT. Okay. Um, uh, the sent, uh, Sun Reaver Sanct- uh, Sentry, whatever it's called. Okay. I don't have that one. And uh, Pocket Reaver. I used the Cogblade Raptor, because okay. that's my only other 25 mechanical. But the first one that he used was the the golden, um, the little mini cloud serpent, the golden one, because okay. it's got a weather ability that's a storm that does mechanical damage. Yeah, I have one of those, and it increases all mechanical damage output as well. Right, so that's what, so I had that when it cast the storm, and then got one-shotted, but then that storm was still there. Yeah, the, uh, it's uh, called Call Lightning. My yes. son Sentry has it. Yeah, okay. There's that. Um, now, have you done the tournament? Uh, no, no, I'm in no position to try that. I don't have enough pets. The t- well, the tournament. Here's the thing: they had said in the PTR you required 30 level 25 pets to if- engage. Yes, apparently now it's only 15. Oh, okay, but and- still, I'm gonna still die. Is my point? Right. And well, here's the weird thing: you really need 12 because not even 12, nine because it's. All it is is you go into the tournament. You have to fight three pet battle masters without healing, yes. which basically means you have to have nine different pets um, to be able to go up against them, and they all have to be the right ones and the right combination, you know, to go to go like which one's stronger against whatever pet that they have. Um, and what's interesting about it, too, is, like, I can see now where there's a use for having more than one type of pet. For example, I went and I captured two of the Kunlai runts. I captured one that was the fast breed and one that was the strong breed because I wanted to use the two different sets of abilities. But other than that, it didn't really have a purpose. I was just kind of, you know, just to have it. But now that I'm in the tournament, I was like, okay, well, my first Kunlai runt died. Let me pull my next one. If I understand correctly, which pet t- trainers you fight each week is random, right? Oh, I don't know. I've only done it one yeah, time. Because there's like there's like a pool of like twenty pet tamers that uh, thematically enter the tournament, and so it's a, a three of those twenty or something oh. that you have to fight, and they all have different pet setups, which is why you need more than nine because uh-huh. you don't know what you're going to face. And then also, uh, my fiance told me I don't know from personal experience that after you beat those three you then also have to beat all four of the little august celestials 
and they are uh, single single pet <laughs> legendary pet fights. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I hadn't finished the quest yet. I just started it. Um, but what I said still stands. I I still see the the merit now in having multiple pets. Oh of yes. the same kind. And, and it's not about having excessive numbers of pets. That's not going to help you win. Right. You just the right combinations. Right. The right combinations. But, uh, for example, like there's this week, there is two different trainers that I really wanted to use a good flying pet. And I only have like one really good one, which is the pterodactyl hatchling. And then one decent one, which is the wild hammer griffin. So if I had two of the pterodactyl hatchlings, I probably could have won a little easier. All right, so next week I will have a more detailed report of my pet battle excursions. Sounds delicious. Oh, also something randomly thought about irrelevant to the patch. Uh, you will have bag space issues. Good luck. Have fun with that. What in general? Yes, because okay, there's bunches of cr- bunch of different crap to pick up. Uh, that there's consumables unique to the island, mm-hmm. there's toys unique to the island, toys that drop decently often but are one use. Uh, then there's the armor tokens, which we haven't talked about yet. Uh, and then there's also items you can turn in for rep, for the couple quests that do exist. Yeah, I'm, I normally have 50 bag slots open, and I'm fighting with bag issues just from the island stuff. Yeah, I did have issues with that now that I remember I, like, I remember thinking, I wish I'd cleaned out my bags before the patch drop. And I think I'm going to put that in my general list of things to do before an expansion or a patch hits is to clean out your bags really well so don't have to be distracted by it. Yeah. Try to do new stuff. And yeah. if it's all right, I would segue into the armor tokens to explain how they work to people. Sure. So there's armor tokens. They drop all over the place. Uh, you get them from chests. Uh, you can get them for rares. Uh, to be clear, uh, rare kills... As far as I can tell so far, you can get special loot once a day. And when I say special loot, I'm talking like armor tokens or their unique toys or pets or mounts. Uh, But stuff like timeless coins, rares will still drop large volumes of them, even if you kill them multiple times a day, which is there's a particular rare that I kill every time he's up because he just drops so many coins. Uh, But yeah. You can't, uh, you can't get special loot more than once a day per rare. But the tokens generate 496 equipment relevant to your spec. Now, the stats are random. It might pick bad secondary stats. Uh, but it'll at least be somewhat relevant to your current spec. However, the items are not BOP. They are BOA. Hmm. So you can mail it to your alts. And it is very common to get, like, leather chest piece tokens. So you can mail it to a bunch of... You can mail it to any of your level 90 leather-wearing alts. There's also generic armor tokens that generate a random cloth piece, not just a chest. I don't trust those because it could generate a piece that I don't need at all. It could generate, like, boots when I have great boots. Oh, that's great. So I look for the specific pieces. Uh, Then there's also trinket tokens or necklaces or capes or rings. Now, these items by default generate 496s. You can send them to alts, BOA. But also, there's a separate item that is much more rare called a Burden of Eternity. There is one on the island you're guaranteed to get. It is the best chest on the island. If you have the Legendary Cloak on your account, once per character, you can access this chest and gain a guaranteed Burden of Eternity. 
how you use one is you right click on the burden of eternity and then use it on the token, not on the generated piece. If you use the token and turn it into an actual piece with stats, you cannot use the burden of eternity on it. Make sure you use it on the token, not on the uh, not on the already generated piece. Okay. You can do this for any slot except trinket. And this is something I've actually encountered that is quite annoying. Uh, I had an extra burden of eternity drop for me. I was really lucky. I used one for my DPS set because I could use some better boots. And I actually got some really nice boots I was really happy about. And then... I realized that my DPS set was otherwise set. So I went and looked at my tank set. My tank set had a crappy trinket. So I was like, hmm, okay. Uh, I have a trinket token here. I have a burden of eternity. Let's use my burden of eternity on the trinket token and get a 535 trinket, right? Mm -hmm. Except it said invalid target. Uh. I had exactly the same thing happen to me. Yep. Evidently, the only way to acquire 535 trinkets is not Burden of Eternity on a token. It is instead going and buying it for 50,000 timeless tokens, timeless coins. Unlike every other 535 piece of equipment, from all the armor slots to cloaks to necklaces to rings, where it's Burden of Eternity on a token, and you can buy Burdens of Eternity, and you can buy tokens, so you can convert coins into items if you want, or you can try and get drops, the 535 trinket only you must buy directly with coins, and it is the only item you can buy directly with coins. Hmm. I don't know why this is the case. I find this very frustrating. You know what bothers me most about the Burdens of Eternity? The acronym BOE. They didn't. They mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. It just it bothers me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because now someone's going to say, did you get a BOE or did I get a BOE what? Right. No, a BOE. A BOE what? No, nah, people just say a burden. You think so? Yeah. Well, you're a burden. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that's one of those words where the word itself is not an offensive word, but used that way is actually quite offensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually got uh, two burdens of eternity, and uh, I upgraded my... Gloves? Yes, my gloves. And I still have the other because there was nothing that I could see that would really give me a decent upgrade. So. Did you look at your other, what's your lowest eye level piece that you have equipped? Now a 502. Well, 535 is significantly better than a 502. I agree. Um, you do lose all gem slots and you take a chance at which secondary stats, right. stats it rolls. So that's the, the trade-off. That's why even though I have multiple 522s, there was only one 522 that rolled really that had really bad stats on it for me. So that's why that was the only one I actually tried a burden of eternity for. I just like the fact that they're giving us a way to upgrade that easily and that linear. I do agree with you that it's a little frustrating that they excluded uh, trinkets from that. Have you guys seen the soccer games on the island? Uh, it's no. It's not literally going to be a soccer game. No, it's literally a soccer game. Well, five-year-olds playing soccer, but still soccer. What is it? I don't know what you're talking about. When somebody faction tags, like one of these rares that pops up that spawns from the, like, the cranes or whatever, and then everybody else realizes that there's a faction tag of a rare, they come oh, yeah. swarming in from all directions. Now Just, I know what you mean. 
Yeah, it's like watching five-year-olds play soccer. They all just swarm to the location. You ever watch five-year-olds play soccer? I don't think I It's have. like a beehive that just kind of floats <laughs> around the field. You're just like, what's going on? All they do is like they just try to kick a ball, you know? <laughs> no rhyme or reason to it. They just kick a ball around for right. a while. It's the same thing. They're just not going to group up. You're like, spread out, spread out. So now, admittedly, I'm guilty of it, too, because somebody, you know, we're in vent, and someone's like, we're killing a rare. It's here. You look on your map. You're like, that's just north of me. You start running, 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 running. You, right. you, you target the target. Now you have the rare targeted, and you're just like, you're running. You're trying to pop your whatever the fastest, you know? Whatever you got, you know, whatever you can, your fastest cast just to get, you know, something on it, yeah. to get the tag. Which it is, it's funny to me. It was crazy night one. You're lucky you didn't go on there. It was insane the first night. Yeah. Like mobs, the, thankfully the respawn timers on mobs and even on rares was reasonable to the number of people on the island. However, what that meant is mob spawn, mob dies, mob spawn, mob dies. And it's just like doop, 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 doop over and over and over and over and over. Now, talk a little bit about how the mobs or how the rares actually spawn because it's it's new for uh, five five point four on the island. Yes, uh, there are some that spawn as part of an event, uh, some that spawn like on a time event, uh, like there's the Battle of the Barnacle or there's the really skunky beer, where something spawns on the map and it'll actually show up on your mini map as crossed swords and will indicate that there's something going on. And what you should do is you go to that event where the cross swords is and you interact with the whatever's there. Uh, like Battle of the Barnacle, it's protect the ship from ghost pirates is what's going on. Uh, and after you engage enough of the event, then the actual rare mob spawns. You fight the rare mob and get loot. Uh, the generic animal rares, for, uh, for instance, like the crane rare or the ox rare. Are they Cobra? Uh, the Cobra, I think it's actually, the rare is actually called an Imperial Python, but yes. All right. But yes, you're right. Uh, the normal version of the snake is called a Death Adder. The rare is called an Imperial Python. Uh, what happens there is that you just kill enough snakes or enough cranes or enough oxes, and it's basically chance on respawn to instead respawn as a rare instead of the normal version. I don't know which rares have this rule or as opposed to some of the other rules, uh, but it's definitely some work this way. It's just the best way to cause it to spawn is to go murder all of the ads. Then there's some that require interesting preconditions that I actually really liked. Uh, one of them is a tiger. And what you have to do is you'll find a bloody corpse. Hmm. And what you do is you kite an engorged fish feeding crane, whereas in it's full of fish. You uh, kite it over the bloody corpse, and the tiger spawns and attacks the crane that you kited over there. It doesn't Ooh. attack you. Basically, you're bringing bait over to where it hangs out, uh -huh. so you can get uh, you can loot it. So you can kill it and take its rare loot. Sweet. Very cool. I thought that was very interesting. Um, some of them are just timers. Uh, like there's a dragon, Huo Lawn, who, who drops the only mount that is just a drop on the island, which I want really bad. Uh, he just seems to be on a timer 30 to 45 minutes. We fought that big ship, too. Oh, yeah, that's not a timer. Uh, that particular one is there is a whale shark that circles the island. He has no aggro table. He periodically casts a spell that is a frontal cone of you die. So if you try and stand <laughs> in front of him, you explode. However, uh, he, he has no aggro table and he never stops moving. 
The only way to keep up with him is something like water walking or levitate or something. Because if you try to swim next to him without a swim speed increaser, you will not keep up. He will swim away. Cool. And uh, he has like 130 million health and he takes forever to kill. And he circles the whole island. So you're just chasing him around the island. And actually, one of the interesting mechanics of dealing with him is you have to deal with the fact that he goes into fatigue water and you have to go like tag out and uh, run out from fatigue water to get back into safe water to restore all your fatigue and then head back out and fight him. I actually thought that was a fun mechanic. Uh, Once you kill him, he drops timeless coins and he also drops a lantern. Wait, wait, he drops timeless coins? I must farm him. (laughs) Uh, And then he also (laughs) drops a lantern. You take this lantern over to a very specific gravestone. Uh, You use this lantern on this gravestone, and then there's a little short, like, speech where a ghost pirate goes, ha, 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 you have foolishly resurrected me. Now I will come and (laughs) kill everybody and take all their loot, or something to that effect. And then it summons this pirate ship. Uh, This pirate ship is the rare that I always kill because it drops so much coins. Uh, and he's actually decently hard. Uh, the pirate ship has a frontal cone of you die. Uh, the pirate ship doesn't move, though, so just never walk in front of him. And then he also throws fire on the ground, which you can't stand in it because it hurts really bad. When I say ground, I mean water. And uh, he also just does random damage to people in the raid. And he has a ton of health. He takes a while to kill. Yeah, he killed me. Uh, he kills me two to three times every time I engage him if I start at full health. Now, there is effectively a spawn timer on him because the gravestone after you summon him using the lamp disappears for a while. And then the uh, gravestone will come back later and then you can use a new lantern on it. That's cool. The lantern also has a one minute hard duration. So if this I think the boss, the gravestone has about an hour. So even though an entire raid kills the whale shark and gets a lantern, only one person's going to get to use a lantern because everyone else's lanterns will all despawn by the time the gravestone reappears. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a mad dash over to the gravestone, huh? Well, not really. Just it doesn't matter who summons him. It doesn't affect your loot. It's just once he's summoned, it's a mad dash to him to tag him. Right. Right. Because you got to get that giant piles of coins. The least amount of coins I've seen him drop for me is about 500. The most I've seen is 1,200. Is he the guy that dropped the bag of coins? Uh, no, the bag yeah. of coins is from a one-off treasure chest type thing on the ground. Okay. As far as I know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Because I, I had one of those, and I didn't realize I had one of those until we were in flex rating. I'm like, oh, I have this extra bag. What's this? And I had like 500 or 700 coins in it or whatever it was. I was like, oh, okay. That was cool. Speaking of stuff on the ground, uh, I like the monkey, Master Kukuru. Master Kukuru is cool because you go talk to Master Kukuru, and he is in a cave, and he's got all these treasure chests around him. It kind of reminds me of that the scene from uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You have chosen well. <laughs> you go no, no. in. You have, uh, wisely. Oh, yeah. Same and difference. you have chosen Poorly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to choose poorly. But anyway, you go in there, you talk to the dude, and you give him 500 coins, and then he gives you a key to open up one of the treasure chests in his little little uh, cave there. And so I actually was like, 
Well, I'm not going to open up that one because that one's all big and pretty. <laughs> I'm going to be like Indy and open up the little wooden one. And um, that didn't pan out too well for me. Uh, but I believe when I did open up the fancy one, that's where I got my other Burden of Eternity. Pretty sure that's where I got that one from. It's probably just cosmetic. Oh, it's absolutely. It's cosmetic. But it's all psychological, too. Well, true. Uh-huh. So um, overall, I think I lost you know, coinage in there. I don't think I came out ahead with my little gamble. <laughs> uh, in terms of coins that it, uh, I've actually seen breakdowns of it, it is absolutely a loss when it comes to coins. However, it is thus far, it might be the most efficient way to get burdens of eternity, turning coins into burdens. Yeah. I mean, I think, I believe I must've, I think it was like five or six times that I played, you know, so to speak, I bought a, a key and uh, I got it one of those and, and some coinage back. So I think I net ahead buying one, rolling for one, so to speak. Yes. It's, uh, you can buy Burdens of Eternity for like 50,000 coins. Uh, you get more Burdens of Eternity per coin uh, if you do that chest on average. So it's cool. To, he's in there. He's all right. He's cool. He, I like him. It also has a unique pet that is only available from those chests. Uh, oh, that's right. Bonkers the monkey. That's right. Yeah. Don't so if you want the pet, you might as well go spend coins getting keys because that's the only way to get the pet. True. Something to spend coins on. You get them fast, too. So we already mentioned that. Freck, dead guy, guess what? I go. I know dead guy knows this. Freck, you may not know this, but I know dead guy knows this. Uh, how many times have we tossed the idea around on this show about being able to kill members of your own faction? A lot. You I think can. we did a whole episode on it. You can now. You can? You can now. Wait a minute. Right. Now, there is... Is someone going to kill me? Maybe. Only... You, you still are only eligible for PvP if you choose to flag yourself. Okay. But if you choose to flag yourself, now your own faction mates can join oh. in the fun. Right. So now it's now PvA. Ah. So player versus all or anything, whatever you want to call it. Um, you have to go get this thing called a sensor of eternal agony from uh, Speaker Galan. You'll be able to attack any player flag for PvP, and if you get the killing blow on that player, you earn one bloody coin. Now, this buff you get, the um, the thing from the center of, of Eternal Agony, lasts about an hour. Um, it does not persist through death, so if you die, you no longer have that buff. You're not going to be able to do it. And you can't farm people. Remember, that's one of our things we said. If you could kill members of your own faction, you're just going to body camp them, and you're going to corpse camp yeah. them and everything else. Well, you can't really do it um, because once they die, they get a debuff that prevents them from granting any bloody coins for, for 10 minutes. So they're kind of unflagged, if you will, from, from the, the PVA portion of it. Now, here's a cool thing. Dead guy knows has already done this a couple times. So he's already got some bloody coins. Once you get 50 bloody coins... You're going to be able to buy, uh, I think it's called a uh, Fire Watcher's Oath, which then allows you to collect uh, the coins while just doing regular PvP. In other words, you don't have to go through the whole buff process one hour. You can go in and do world PvP. You can do battlegrounds. You can do whatever you're doing and collect those coins. So, I don't. What do you get with those coins? What are you allowed to spend them on? Just regular PvP gear? No, no. It's uh, there are five items and five items only. Okay. What are those? There is Black Ash, which is cost one coin and it's consumable. Reduces all healing that that target receives by 90%. Ouch. 
it's meant to go, oh, I want to I kill you, but you have a healer friend, right? Guess what? You're receiving next to no heals. I can kill you now. Ah. Where is that usable? Only usable on Timeless Isle. Oh. Uh, the next one is a PvP trinket, 20 bloody coins. It is Satchel of White Ash. Uh, increases PvP power and PvP resilience by a ton when on use. That's what the tooltip says. Literally, it says a ton. I, no, I don't actually know. <laughs> I just it. I know. Uh, it actually has no passive stats, but what it does is it increases your PvP stats by a bunch on use for 30 seconds with a 60-second cooldown. So for 30 seconds while you have this trinket on, you're awesome, and while for the next 30 seconds, you're actually missing a trinket's value of stats. Oh. Mm, that's interesting. So it's, it's an interesting trade-off. Uh, the 50-coin one is the item that Root described, and I did not realize it persisted in normal battlegrounds. I'm going to have to remember that. <laughs> so I'm going to have to try and rush to the 50, buy the 50, and then I can go wherever I want. Yep. Uh, the There's something for 100 coins. It is a unique battle pet. It's like Harmonious Porcupine, Porcupet or something. I don't remember. It's a Porcupet. I just don't remember what it's they called. They love the Porcupets. Now you're going to have to get yeah. back into PvP there, Frick. Yeah. Probably not. And then there's one for 500 coins, which is Ashhide Mushan Beast. It is a mount. It is one of now three Mushan mounts. Mm. <laughs> one from Galleon, one from getting rank 10 in the Brawler's Guild, and now from doing all that PvP. That's awesome. I mean, I, I'm liking how they are integrating PvP a little more and not... You know, yeah, you still need your gear set for it, but now they're kind of integrating it within the island so you can see somebody else flag for PvP. You don't have to, you know, go off to an arena. And it's not, you know, and yeah, if you're on a PvP server, they, you know, coins are going to be through the roof over there. But on a PvE server, you don't have to segment yourself off. Um, you can just, you know, flag and fight right then and there. So I think that's cool. And yeah. And uh, the PvP is still fully optional. It, uh, just because someone else uses the sensor doesn't get you flagged in any way, shape, or form. And it also, uh, what is it? It marks them graphically very obviously. It makes them bright red and translucent to let them to let you know that they have used the sensor. Ooh. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That's cool. That is... Geez. There's just so many, so many things. The noodle cart. Your fiance, Alicia, congratulations, by the way, has the noodle cart. Did you get a noodle cart already, too? I am two noodle carts in. Two I am not carts. yet to the third. Yeah, there's three. Oh, okay. Just different levels of noodles that they give out? Exactly. And different levels of uh, reagents to make it. Oh. Uh, the first noodle cart requires five of every 250 buff food. The next noodle cart requires five of every 275, and the last one requires five of every 300. Gotcha. Oh, uh, man, what? I gave you 300 buff food the other night. Yes, yes. should have kept that. <laughs> I gave a uh, bunch away. Cart, I was giving it to everybody in the, in, the, in the flex raid that night so I could have backspace. <laughs> man. Honestly, noodle carts are only good in raids, and you only need one person to use it every six pulls. Huh. But still. It's that <laughs> it's actually more efficient than feasts. How it works, especially in 25 mains. In 25 mains, it's insane. Um, it, uh, basically, one noodle cart counts as six 25 man feasts. Ooh. 
and it only requires five of each max level buff food. Now, are are these are the noodle carts consumables, or do you just like throw down a, a noodle cart? When you when you use it, you consume one, and you turn into a vendor. But you don't get any money. No, it really. Okay, I used one. I turned into a vendor. I clicked on myself to open the vendor interface. Okay. I bought a piece of vendor food from myself, and the money disappeared. Uh, so you that, stole your own money. Uh, I don't know where it went. Head explode. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> My head exploded. I bought something from myself, and the money disappeared. Uh, you threw it on the ground. <laughs> uh, someone else offered the explanation that the noodle cart ate it. Oh, uh, yeah. That makes some sense. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, wait. Go. Or maybe it's like if you were to buy a vending machine and put it in your house and like you took a quarter and then you put it in the machine. Yes, but if you own the vending machine, you should be able to open up the vending machine and pull out the quarter. Not I if think, you lost the key. I think Nami took it. Go check Nami's pockets. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. That kid's suspicious. He is. <laughs> I love how you said that too. <laughs> that is suspicious. He only shows nope. up and he gives me something and then he goes away. That's wow. Okay, that was special. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, someone had dropped a blinktron in the veil of or, or the shrine, and so I parked Nami. Right on top of Blinktron, I got their exclamation points to line up, which, believe me, wasn't an easy task. <laughs> and then I just sat there and I waited. And then finally, a person came up and said, Hey, I clicked on Blinktron and I got a Nami thing. <laughs> and I laughed. And then they went, Oh, really funny guy. And then that was it. But <laughs> a lot of effort for minor reward. Oh, yeah. But I didn't get to tell that story. It's worth it. It's funny. I, I see. I see. I was like, you should report that as a bug. <laughs> By the way, speaking of uh, Blingtron, Blingtron now ha- drops a pet. Oh, I know. <laughs> I saw Blingtron the other day and it was the opposite faction. That made me sad. You could always ask my fiance for Blingtron. She oh, has them all the time. True, true. Or, you know, you could roll an engineer and make your own Blinktron. Uh, uh, that requires so effort. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured that would be what you would say. <laughs> Not surprised. Not surprised. Hey, so I forgot to mention something when we were talking about pets. Socks. Socks is back. S-O-C-K-S? Yeah, Socks. Do you remember Socks? Uh, he was more prominently featured in the Alliance question, but he was in the Horde one. Yes, he was. It's hilarious if you've done both, because I did the Horde and then the Alliance. So... Their horde, there's a quest chain in Jade Forest where uh, a lot there's a lot of cutscenes and you end up doing vehicle type quest and you're following around and you're pointing um, something for this girl to snipe. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah you're doing like a laser tag thing so they can snipe it. Right. At one point in the quest, this orc finds Anduin. And she's threatening him and she's like, Look, I got this sniper up there. Who's going to kill anything I point at? And she's like, you want to see how this is going to work? And she points at a raccoon. And the raccoon's thing says, any raccoon. And then it's the space where the guild would be. It says, never hurt anybody. And she points at it, and it dies. 
When you do the Alliance side, it's kind of mirrored. It's a similar type quest, but you're hanging out with this dwarf who's got this pet raccoon that he loves. He named it Socks. He he loves it, even though he only met it five minutes ago. That's true, and he named it Socks. And out of nowhere, it gets shot and killed. (laughs) And he's mourning the death of Socks. So I go into this pet battle tournament, and who do I see? I see a dwarf with a raccoon named Socks. And it's all shimmery. I was like, wait a minute. I bet. I bet this is what. And surely I go into the pet battle. It's an undead raccoon. So he found a way to uh, resurrect his his pet socks. And that just made me lulls. <laughs> they tied it back in. You yeah. Know? He's an undead raccoon named Socks now. Yeah. And he's doing pet battling. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so, too. So that's what I think, like, little Timmy, like, with this kitten, like, he should have been there. He should have been like, oh, no one wanted this kitten, and now I raised it. Yeah. And now it's... See this kitten that used to be popular, but now nobody wants him uh-huh. anymore? Now he's this epic fighting... Right? Yeah. Right. And there's got to be the crazy cat lady, too. She should be in there and have nothing but cats. Oh, she should. Yep. Nothing but cats. <laughs> right. That'd be That'd be funny. That'd be funny. Now, we talked about how there are these treasure chests... On the ground, right? There are also treasure chests that incorporate, like, additional types of game mechanics to achieve getting said treasure chests. Like Mario World type thing, you know, where you're jumping from one uh, column to the top of another column to the top of another. You have to, you know, it's, it's crazy. That's called platforming. Yes, platform jumping or whatever it is, uh, or swinging from the top of a ship and angling your jump just right to do like a wall hack to jump and land on another part. And these chests are, they're you know they're the better grade chests, and it's part of you know an achievement you get once you collect one of I think it's one of each of the different types of chests. There's an achievement for that, I believe, right? Yes, uh, for certain chest, certain chests it's collect all the chests. Other chests it's loot one of each. Right. And uh, it's like it's extreme because like I was I found one the other day. I was just running and I was like, oh, there's a chest up there. How do I get up there? And then someone beat me to it. And then I had to go raid. So it wasn't a big deal. I know where it's at. You know, now that now they know it's got a very fast respawn rate, Um, which is interesting to watch somebody like jump from platform to platform to platform. It's just not like run over and click and you get to go. So I appreciated that. It was neat. It was interesting. I like the uh, level of difficulty that's been put into it. Yes, Blizzard's throwing stuff all over the ground for us, but if you want something that's a little more better, a little more better, yes, prestigious, thank you, uh, then there's a little effort that goes into it. Um, I did. I was in a cave the one night, and I'm just running around this cave, and I looked down on this hole, and there's a really pretty treasure chest. And so I dropped down and I opened it up and like 30, not even 30, I mean, five seconds later, like eight people dropped down in, the, in there and I'm like, I already got it. And then I, I left. And now that I know that it responds, I know why they weren't mad, but I didn't know that at the time. And I still have fears of factions, other factions killing me. So if I do something like that, I immediately leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's left over from the PVP server. Yeah. <laughs> like, got it, got to go. <laughs> See ya. Do you have any of those treasure chests, the more prestigious ones there, Dead Guy? 
Uh, yes, I have all but one of the more prestigious ones, and I have all the ones that is that I know are weekly. Basically, the only one I'm missing yet is the Albatross, and I would like to segue into that really quick. The Albatross, Albatross. is hilarious. Um, what there is is there's a taxi service on the island that's really slow and hard to activate. There are these Albatross mobs that fly around the island. They have no loot, so no one should kill them for loot. What you do is you attack it once. It comes down like it's going to attack you, but instead of attacking you, it picks you up. And it starts carrying you around, and it flies all over the island. Different albatrosses have different patrol paths. They let you get places you can't otherwise get, including to where some rares are that are you are not able to get to any other way. That's hilarious. Yes, and especially because the graphic looks like it has your head in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> And whenever you want to land, you just attack and kill the albatross, and the albatross dies, and you land wherever you were. That's awesome. I, I actually need to go do that to get my one last of my uh, unique chests. I want to go do that. I want to get flown around in the albatross's mouth. Not not all of you, just your head. And I'll be going, albatross, the entire time. It's a Monty Python skit. Don't ask. Just Google it or YouTube it. Okay. So I, I know there's a ton more on the island, and we're just getting into it, uh, but I do want to spend some time to talk about our, our experiences in flex rating because I, I really want to get uh, Freckleface into flex rating because it's all the good of Raid Finder without oh. the bad of Raid Finder. All right, so you're getting better loot to begin with, so that's already good, but there's no, hopefully, anyhow, there's no trolls, you know? And even if there is, the raid leader can just go by. Exactly. Now, there's a lot of times in Raid Finder that you jump into Raid Finder and it's people who are just in there because they're going to farm coins or they're farming valor or they're farming something. And all they want to do is get through it. And if you are not running as fast as you can and and, and getting to where you need to be and knowing you're going to die. And then they're going to, you're going to vote to kick out because you took a 30-second break or something. And that happens more often than not. The further on you get into Raid Finder, you know, that happens. With flex rating, I mean, I'm, I'm such the pro. I've done it once. Makes me a professional, right? <laughs> uh, that's not there. You don't have that because you are there with your group of friends. Now, it can be cross-realms. So you can pick it up with a group from Open Raid as well. We did it solely with our guild. So we were able to progress at a more professional pace, if you will. We knew what we wanted to do. We explained the fight. We wanted to see the mechanics. It was okay if we wiped because what we want to do is see the mechanic. It was just a completely different experience. So much like LFR, you have your own personal loot tables. So you're not competing against somebody else in your guild or in your group for what the boss is going to be dropping. Just like LFR. Now, that being said, mobs in the in the area, regular mobs, trash mobs, if you will, they can still drop loot and everybody can roll on those. And it's not just any loot. They drop epic loot of flex raid quality. Ooh. Right. We had one drop uh, the other night. And I came second on the roll. First loser. <laughs> but, yeah, so that part I like. It's really cool. And uh, Q times? What? What queue times? You get your group, you go. You know, much like any other raid, like you get your group together for a real raid, if you will, 
and you go in. As opposed to LFR where you queue up and you wait. There is, in effect, a queue time with the duration of the queue time being how long it takes for the instance server to generate an instance and then pull you in. Wait, wait. Did I hear air quotes? Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Around queue time? (laughs) Exactly. Because you're not actually waiting in line. It's just taking... It's the server taking as much time as it needs to generate an instance, and then it lets you get in. Yeah, it might have been like five seconds. Yeah. (laughs) The server's pretty quick on that. So, yeah, that was cool. And I I don't know about you, Dad, but I really appreciated the time that we were in there as a group and the pace that we took and, you know, the fun that we had. Because that was, to me, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was very much the intent of that group, to take it slow, take it easy, not kill ourselves. Uh, We also... Uh, we have to balance that with not taking forever because we don't want to be on the same boss all night because that's no fun for anyone. But yelling and screaming at people to go faster is not appropriate for that level of content. No. You could run it that way if you wanted to, but you're very definitely doing it wrong, in my opinion. The point of that content is to bring friends and guildies who don't have time or don't have the experience or don't have gear for normal mode so they can experience the content with guildies and friends in a way that lets them feel like they're contributing, but it's not uh, its not so boring as to be LFR. And you can vary the raid size. If you don't have enough to fill out an LFR group, you're not going to get random pugs. It'll just scale for your raid size. Right. We actually had a guy who left during it. He was having connection issues. Yeah. So that was okay. It was not the best because he was a healer, but it was a, still we got through it. But the raid difficulty scaled down very small amount, but it did when he left. It was really weird. It was opposite for me. When I got there, the difficulty went down, and when I left, it came back up to normal difficulty. Because they're like roots here. Let's go ahead and gimp ourselves. <laughs> took me a second to get what you're going for. <laughs> Story of my life, bro. <laughs> You're terrible, Root. <laughs> we do that. So, yeah, any quick nutshell, that is flex rating and frack. You're going to have to get into flex rating. It requires rate awareness, but not perfection. And it requires you to put out numbers, but not the best numbers. So I am sure we will be coming back with more of, uh, of 5.4 and stuff we find and stuff we love. That's just kind of, you know, an overall overarching view of our experiences uh, so far in 5.4. But we did get some emails this week. We have a follow-up from Kenrith who says, Open Raid Reaction Follow-Up Time. Executive Summary, still loving it. I've been playing since launch day, but 25-person heroic rating was never, ever part of my experience. So I'm piling up achievements that I'd resigned myself to never seeing years back. It's doubly great to be getting them, the fun of the accomplishments and rewards, and the surprise of doing what had always simply been out of reach. Thanks once again for the nudge to check them out. One thing I would suggest, because achievements are great, there are a couple different automatic screenshots, uh, add-ons you can get. Yeah. That take screenshots of when you get achievements. So anything that kind of pops up on your screen, it'll take a screenshot for you. And uh, it's kind of fun. Like when when I ran my first Ulduar run and I got my Drake with with Dead Guy, it um, I was I was able 
to screenshot the entire process as we went down through it. And because of that, I was able to make a really cool graphic out of that. So look into those because those are fond memories of kind of go back on and see all the achievements that you got. Because, yeah, you will get a ton of them run, uh, run with people on Open Raid. And our next email is from Scaresum. He says, Akamagash, oh and Freckle, I guess that you'll be talking about the new patch. Two things I've noticed that were surprises are the mini-map now shows rares. While I feel a connection with the Silver Dragon guy since you interviewed him, it's now an unnecessary add-on. And my Resto Druid tree form now shows my polearm on my back. Happy hunting from Scaresum. Well, Scaresum, I still use Silver Dragon for this reason. Half of my guild has been on the Timeless Isle at the same time I have been. When they see a rare, it shows up as a pop-up for me. And it gives me coordinates. So I'm hanging out and get a pop of us say like, hey, dead guy seen a rare at 3656. I'm like, let me run over there, you know. And I've almost gotten a kill that way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I was hunting for a particular rare uh, pet to tame that most people wouldn't be interested in killing, but it's, it's good for hunters. Someone in my guild is out there and happens to see it. I get an alert. Now I can say, oh, let me hop over there and go catch that guy. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I still think I'd keep it just for that alert factor. That is kind of a cool thing to have. And we have a message on Twitter from Sindalis, who has fallen up on our debate on Fortnite, which we were so eloquently discussing yes. last week. Yes, um, It said, common in Australia, as well as most people, are paid fortnightly, which means every two weeks. Huh. Yeah. I guess it's, it's better. It's an adverb. I guess it's better. What do we get? Over here, we would say bi-weekly for that? Yep. Yeah, that always makes us, messes me up, because I think I should get paid twice a week. No, I think I Yeah, so do I. Yeah. The only way I remember that, Bath & Body Works has a semi-annual sale. They have one in the summer and one in Christmas. So every time I think, like, okay, buyer's semi, I think, sale. Semi, <laughs> twice. <laughs> that's funny. That's not at all what that means, but if that's the mnemonic you use, sure. What what do you mean? Semi-annual means every half year. Biannual right. means every two years. Right. It's, semi doesn't mean twice. It means every half. Well, yeah, like... That's what I mean. Okay. What other word uses that prefix? Semi? Yeah. Semicolon. A semi-truck? <gasps> oh. Semi-truck. Semi-truck is a half truck. That's uh -huh. the point. Uh, let's see. Uh, Semi-circle is a half circle. Semaphore. Okay. I do not know what four means other than fire or light. And yeah, that's it what it is. Semaphore and semaphore, it's a stoplight. Okay. But it's half of a light? It is Spanish. I don't know. It is when I run it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't see that coming. Thanks for surprising me there, Root. But yeah, semi just means half. Semi-sweet. Oh, exactly. true. Half-sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Semi-conscious. Yep. Uh, culturally, it's not... Semi is not originally an English word, like Latin or Greek or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's lots of words that no longer mean half, but still mean partial, that semi is still part of. Right. Colloquially, you say semi, just mean partly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for the uh, emails and tweets uh, this week on that and uh, here's something we're going to do. We haven't done this in a while. 
HearthCast.com is proud to present Root and Freckleface's Top X List, a conglomeration of... Wait a minute. You guys named this segment Top X List? So you, you wouldn't have to pay me for additional segment bumpers? What a bunch of... I mean, a conglomeration of fun-filled, interesting tidbits for your amusement. HearthCast.com's Top X List. Unbelievable. Cheap son of a... Oh, wow. art. art always makes me laugh. All right, so here's the deal. We haven't done this in like a long time, so I'm going to have a little bit of background here. This is a top X list. I think I actually have 10 things here. And, and the purpose of this is for – I wrote the list, so it's on me. And the purpose is for you guys to try to guess uh, what the uh, the list is about. All right? Okay. Okay, so number one, <clears throat> sleeping is overrated. Number two. Because I because really I needed to organize the shelves in my office again. Number three. The pool needed cleaning by hand. Number four. My exercise wheel needed breaking in anyhow. Number five. My instant cue on Netflix needed pruning. Number it's called my list now. What? It's called my list now. Why Get with it. it. Why is it your list? Because they changed it. It's not instant key oh, anymore. It's my list. Sorry. <laughs> Number <laughs> six. I really wanted to set up three more computers, drop in new OSs on them, and clean them up. Number seven. My dog was tired of sleeping anyhow. Number eight. Those work emails I said could wait until Monday may really needed answering sooner. Number nine. My computer bag from work really needed a good sorting out. And number 10, my phone, iPad, and any other electronic device I could find needed updating. It's clearly you're avoiding doing something, ah. but I'm not sure what. Hmm. That's an interesting, interesting take, Freck. I was going to say things to do while waiting for maintenance. <laughs> that's, but that's why would you good. wake up the dog? <laughs> I think waking up the dog is uh, taking him out for a run as an excuse to be somewhere else. That's just my guess, though. I have no concrete feeling on that. Want to feel any other guesses, Freck? Oh, man. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, things is things somebody who is OCD. All right. Unlike Freckleface. I'm gonna, I want to make one he, real guess. All right, I'm make sorry. a real guess. Go for it. Top 10 things to say that you're doing instead of playing WoW when you're actually playing WoW. That's good, but no. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Okay, so I'm going to give a little bit of a story, and then you'll see where this list came from. Okay. okay? So last week, I get a herald, all the gear, with the help of my guild, get herald all the gear that he needs. Including some very last-minute power runs with my my guild running through Cata uh, dungeons with this poor guy from Deathwing who just was along for the rides and was, his head was spinning because we were just blazing through it to get me the proper gear that I needed because I did have a strength ring, which was awesome. He was getting justice to buy one from the vendor, <laughs> right? So we get them all ready. I am geared, I am gemmed, I am enchanted, I have spell thread. If it's if it can be thrown on a piece of gear, it's thrown on the piece of gear. We swap over to the open raid vent servers. We get all set up. We get the people from, from open raid to come in 
dead guys leading our Herald of the Titans run. I sit down. I crack open a, what, 20-ounce energy drink? Because this raid is supposed to go from 11 until 1 a.m. And I'm already kind of tired. Crack open the energy drink. I shotgun the energy drink. (laughs) 15 minutes later, I got my title. We're done. (laughs) I'm like, we're done? Yeah, we're done. That's it. Thanks for coming. Rate the raid. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're done? (laughs) Yep, we're all done, Root. We're done. I am wired. (laughs) It's like 11.15. I am now wired. (laughs) And really, you know, don't really want to play WoW now. (laughs) A little perturbed. (laughs) So this is things I can do while wired after my Herald run. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> while not playing well. Okay. So are you taking the dog out on a walk? No, he I, he was just in the room going like, what are you doing up, dude? Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> normally when you're up, you're playing wow. Why are you up? <laughs> Wait, what is this exercise wheel? Are you hamster? Oh, the exercise wheel. No, no, no. This thing is really cool. Okay. <laughs> I got, it's like, um, it's like, it's like pedals. Like exercise bike pedals, like the stationary bike pedals, uh-huh. but just the pedals. Just the pedals. Right. And so now I have that underneath my desk. Oh. Right by my tower. So you get some exercise. So, yeah. So now when I play WoW or whatever I'm doing on the computer, I can actually, like, ride a bike. Uh-huh. And it is interesting because it's a different set of coordination skills. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, patting your tummy and rubbing your head or whatever. Right. You know, just walking and chewing bubble gum. And at first, your your body's like, whoa, whoa, fine motor skills on the hands while your feet are moving. No, 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 we don't do that. You know, no, 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 we don't. And once you get kind of past that, then, and this is, you know, I'm a little ashamed to admit it, but I did it and it's kind of funny, is I was walking around somewhere and I'm pedaling and walking and pedaling and I'm like, oh, I got to go faster. I actually pedaled faster. And... <clears throat> Needless to say, my character didn't move any faster. I battled fast. I'm like, go, go, go. I'm like, wait, that doesn't work this way. You ever try to stomp on the brakes in the passenger seat? Oh, yeah, it's the same thing. I'm like, yeah. go, go. Oh, it's not my pedals. <laughs> but they did need breaking in and fine tuning, and you okay. know, I needed to adjust the torque on it and everything else. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff done around the house until about 1 o'clock when I finally was able to lay down and go to bed. But, uh, no, see... And Dad can explain it. He had already gone in with a higher level character, I guess, and cleared out the trash and all the way to the boss we needed oh, okay. to kill. Algalon. Yeah. And then we apparently had a pretty exceptional group to go do that kill. And so we one shot at it. And then I got my title. All right. We put a lot of work into that, though. Yeah. Getting geared up. Yeah. Yeah. The idea was is that he put all that work into it ahead of time so we didn't spend two hours wiping on it. Right. See. Yeah. My strength ring would have helped us out, though. <sighs> it helped out my warlock. More strength, right? I think I should hang up now. <laughs> No, but and 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 Dead does run these Herald runs about once a month. You can find him over on Open Raid when he runs those. Um, I'll probably stick around with my character on eighty locked. Make sure you frat get your Herald title, and then um, then uh, Dead guy and I will talk about if I'm keeping that character locked or, or leveling him up a little bit later on. So yeah, it is cool. 
Now I'm Harold, Harold of the Titans. So. Hmm. Congrats. See, that's something, if you go back, uh, one of you two, it was either Dead Guy or you, told me I wouldn't do it. I think it was Dead Guy. You told me, I have to go back and pull the archives. But when I mentioned the first thing I wanted to do was roll a character named Harold to get Harold, Harold the Titan, somebody said, yeah, good idea, Rude. That's one of your ideas that you'll just never do. Because you didn't. You rolled Harold. It's Harold Harold. Harold. <laughs> I couldn't roll Harold. Harold wouldn't let me have that. I tried. Uh, yeah, that that doesn't sound like something I would say like that. I would say something similar, but not quite that. That sounds more like Freckleface. One of you two did that. I might have. I don't know. <laughs> I so, just laugh at your spelling of it. It's awesome. He's Harold Harold. He, Harold. He, no, he's not Harold. He's Harold. But, okay, it's, he spelled it weird, though. Harold. I, I just say Harold. Okay. Harold. Pronounce the word H A R E. Hair. There you go. And then put old on the end. Hair old. No. <laughs> you told me to. <laughs> what kind of weird. <laughs> you told me to. But make, make it flow, Frag. Make it flow. Hair old. <laughs> no, no, no. Harold. See how that works? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Harold. You guys are special. We are. Uh, so there you go. That was the top exes. We haven't done that in a while. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to episode 186 of Hearthcast. You know, as we wrap up our time with you all this week, Dead Guy, what do we have to look forward to in game? Well, let's see. Pirates Day is going to be on this 19th of this month. Uh, it's a one-day event. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's only like one achievement involved for it. There's not a lot to do, but it's kind of fun and silly. Yeah, it's and only then, one day, right? Yeah. yeah. And then a bigger event, Brewfest, starts the day after. And that has a bit more things in it. Lots of beer-related festivities and toys. And you can kill Dire Brew again if you haven't done it 20 million times already for chances at mounts <laughs> and stuff. He drops trinkets. I think the trinkets are still going to be useless. Hmm. Uh, because they're going to be like eye level 470. So. What they were last year. Yeah. yeah. Based on how Blizzard does it, they're not going to be updated. So they're going to be really low eye level, relatively speaking. And But there's lots of fun stuff you can do. And I always do it to get like to renew my yearly brew subscription because I like getting brew in the mail. Oh, I didn't know you had to do that every year. Uh, actually, this last year seemed to be the first time I didn't have to because I went okay. to use it again. And it, for the first time ever, told me you already did that. And I was like, wait a minute. Previous to now, I had to renew it every year. Hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. they uh, changed it. I don't know. I don't think I've ever had to redo it. I've always gotten my Brew of the Month. You're talking about the Brew of the Month Club, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I've always gotten Yeah, I haven't that. redone it. I did it a few years ago, and I've been getting a regular in my Rogue and my Old Mage. Maybe I'm hallucinating. That's quite I possible. So. You know one of the things I did probably, I don't know, four months ago for the very first time? Was that? I got smashed in game and then uh, was on a flying mount <laughs> and was laughing because it was hilarious and I had never done it before. It's not pleasant, though. <laughs> and I was like, look, I'm crashing because I'm drunk. It's Getting from point A to point B is very difficult. It really was. I was like, I do. I was trying to farm, too. It was horrible. <laughs> I was mining. I'm like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> so don't do this. Kids do not uh, don't fly and drink. Drink and fly. 
want to give a special thank you to Kenrith, Scarison, Sindalis, and Big Steve for your contributions to the show this week. Also, a special thank you to Light Addict for your sweet message on Twitter. It made our day. Sure did. Thank you for that. And folks, while you are out and about on the internet, don't forget to go check out Eagle Networks. Uh, Rich Fisher is doing a great job uh, keeping a bunch of podcasts going. They're not just WoW podcasts, some nerd podcasts, Star Wars podcasts, geek shows, a lot of stuff. Go check them out over there. And if you're not listening to Vote to Kick, please do so. They're a great podcast to add to your repertoire. Uh, They don't just talk about WoW. They talk about uh, other games as well. And uh, they're a pretty funny crew going on over there. For all the WoW podcasts you could possibly shove into your head, go check out the WoW podcast subreddit over at reddit.com. Just look for WoW podcasts over there. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Shoot an email over to contribute at hearthcast.com. Tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. Like our Facebook page or send us a voice message on hearthcast.com through SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. Before we get out of here, Dig, I want you to tell people how they can get a hold of you. Absolutely. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Kerbodin on Twitter. K-I-R-B-O-D-I-N. You can also friend me on OpenRaid. I am Dead Guy there. You can just go find Dead Guy, D-E-D Guy. Or you could always try and contact me on the Tanaris server on U.S. Realms. I largely play Dead Guy primarily. And you could always try to talk to me there if you wanted to. We'd again like to thank our sponsors for Season 5. That is Open Raid. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. And until next time, this has been Root. And this has been Dead Guy. And Freckleface. For HearthCast.com. Greetings, Caw Crew and fellow Altaholics. This is Big Steve again with the second and probably last installment of Alt Friendly, a World of Warcraft minicast in which I spotlight the many aspects of alt culture and how to thrive in a sometimes alt unfriendly world. Last week we talked about the elixir of ancient knowledge and how to get it. This week, we'll talk about some strategies for using this great potion now that you've got it. As we all know, leveling in World of Warcraft can be fun. The first 30 or 40 times you do it. After that, it can get a little tedious. Enter Elixir Elixir of of Ancient ancient knowledge. Knowledge. Now, here's the official disclaimer for this potion. If you're interested in the lore of World of Warcraft... A story or any continuity of plot, do not drink the potion. It's already way too easy to level up, and this is just going to increase that threefold so your story's gone, basically. On the other hand, if you just want to get that lobby leveled up to 85 in a hurry, then hop aboard the leveling train to Azeroth, baby. Big Steve's driving. Choo choo. So using this is really simple and requires really a minimum of planning. The basic strategy for using the Elixir of Ancient Knowledge is this. Simply fill your quest log, 25 quests, complete them, but don't turn them in. Once you've got them all done and completed, that's when you drink your Elixir and start turning in quests like crazy. Depending on how far apart your quests are, It could take anywhere from 5 minutes, 20, 30 minutes to turn them in. But it's very important once they're all turned in, don't stop questing. Quest even harder than ever. You'll find you'll gain levels this way, possibly another 2 to 3 levels. 
I popped my first elixir at level 49, and that got me to level 58. My second one I drank at level 63, and that got me to level 68. My third got me from level 72 to 77, and the final one got me from level 82 to level 84 and a half. Now bear in mind, I was out of rested XP, and I only had three heirlooms, so your mileage may vary and will most likely be much better than mine. Now due to the linearity of the Cataclysm content, it's going to require a bit of a different strategy. What you'll want to do is level through Hygel or Vishir if you're a complete masochist until level 82. Once you're able to enter Deep Home, pick up the first six or seven quests and complete them, but again, don't turn them in yet. You can also pick up the fishing and cooking dailies in your capital city. Every little bit helps. Now drink your elixir of ancient knowledge and quickly turn in all quests. Now comes the tricky bit. Start questing like you've never quested before. You should have a large chunk of your leveling buff available and you should be able to get to level 84 very quickly. As soon as you ding 84, hearth to Orgrimmar if you're a thoughtful, sensible, right-minded person, or to Stormwind if you're not, and begin the introductory quest for the Twilight Highlands. Once you're finally in the Highlands, find a pug, grab some guildies, whatever you have to do, and I want to make this absolutely clear, do the Crucible of Carnage questline immediately, ASAP, pronto, and about seven other synonyms for right freaking now. If you're not 85 after this, you'll be very close and you'll be ready to single-handedly take on Pandaria. So anyway, that's about all I've got for you. I hope you enjoyed it. This is Big Steve, hoping you have a great week in and out of game. And pretty please, with sugar on it, rub your alts tummies every day.